It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, Saturday Friends. We're back. Huh? You all right there? Hi, Sabrina. Hello. You're making like a, you were grabbing your head as if like that was too much energy. We're back. No, I was actually readjusting my head. Okay, that works. This is a good start. Hi, I'm Josh. This is Saturday <laughs> Friends Club. We talk about uh, stuff that we've seen before and see if it's still good. With uh, friends. With friends. Yes, Sabrina's here. Hello. And we've got our friend Jesse back. Hey, thanks yeah. for having me back. I mean, granted, it's been like 15 minutes for us. It's been like seven days for everyone else. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm still happy to be back 15 minutes later. I know. <laughs> we, we didn't change our mind halfway through. You know what? This isn't working out. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out of our radio station. Or the... Uh, the like the, I actually had a conversation with somebody that was like the weird ways in Silicon Valley that they actually do like firings. It's just like, oh, oh could you could you yeah. do like a? We got a meeting on Friday at like four. Can you come? Like, I uh, just scheduled it right now. Could you come? <laughs> Man, if people don't, so I'll, actually, I'll briefly mention. Okay. Uh, since a lot of people don't know, in the video game industry, it's very common to fire people at the last possible second on a Friday. Uh, and most teammates won't even know that it's going to happen. So one time I was sitting at my desk at a very large AAA game company, and the person next to me was being fired. <laughs> and oh they my said, God. They, they came up to said person, and they said, hey, how's it going? Hey, can we chat for a few minutes? And then they never came back. And someone boxed up their desk, and I was like, uh... They don't even get to box up their own desk? Uh, it depends on where you work. Okay. Yeah, I was like, well, that's a thing that I didn't know happened. Thanks, Bay Area culture. <laughs> I might have had a situation recently where I had something similar, where I was brought into a room and then had people a week later saying, I didn't know you were gone. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's just this weird ghosting policy of just like, hey... You're not here anymore. So how the, how the sausage is made, friends. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the sausage. No, what, what happened? What in in the then the like segue to this? I will say it's similar to a trapdoor spider, which would <laughs> grab you and then cocoon you down below the earth, similar to the movie Sabrina brought eight legged freaks. Yay! I brought spiders. <laughs> oh God, spiders! <laughs> Not yay. <laughs> Sabrina, you hate spiders. I hate, I have a hate-love relationship with spiders. You do. You you like want spiders, but you want them in contained spaces you can look at them. Yeah, like, I think they're cool if they're in a contained space. I just don't like them running around my apartment. <laughs> when they're running around my apartment, that's when I freak out. But out in the wilderness or in a little container, they're fine. Well, you live in California, so... There's our first mistake. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad compared to Australia. That's fair. We're yeah. And I will say we're not as bad as uh, I did a short production stint down in Florida. Uh, there's a type of spider called a banana spider that you can find all over the trees down there. And uh, let's just say it's unpleasant. <laughs> mm. At least in California, most of the spiders, uh, for those that don't know, hide in cool 
dark places away from the sun. Yeah. So you generally don't happen across them by, you know, in your every day. You've right. got to go looking for them in basements and such. Yeah. Uh, in order to actually run into them. So we're pretty lucky because most of the time we, you know, we don't run into spiders. No. And if we do, they're usually like just like daddy long legs right. or just little regular brown spiders harmless friends yes (laughs) nothing poisonous thankfully but we do actually have native tarantulas i believe yep um and then i don't think black widows are as common here but i think they are the further south you go in la yeah Yeah. we had um one of the studios i worked for in la had a bush that they had to have removed because it turned out there was a nest in the bush Yeah, it was not great. Uh, Thankfully, uh, I never sat out there. That's where all the people that smoked cigarettes went for their break. So did uh, the spiders. They smoke cigarettes on their break. All the black widows are jamming out with the cigarette smokers. Oh, my God. That would make me quit smoking Turns out the spiders love menthols. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um... Uh, I was actually looking. I was going like, what is like the least spider place like you could live? And essentially, it's just like go live in a cold climate. You won't get yeah, spiders. Antarctica. Really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no spiders in Antarctica. <laughs> we need to introduce spiders to Antarctica. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody ever shows Sabrina the thing. <laughs> oh no, I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Sabrina has definitely been the horror fan of the two of us. Oh, great. Well. So. We're, I'm in good company. Yeah. I, uh, horror I love, and sci-fi. So. I love horror and sci-fi. Yeah. So. <laughs> My obsession. So, uh, as I said, you brought up Eight-Legged Freaks. Yes. So, why? Because, okay, so I wouldn't consider myself, like, a person that's, like, super scared of spiders. I'm just, like I said, I'm not... If they're running around my place, my personal space, I don't really enjoy it. I don't like surprise spider on your heads or anything like that. It freaks me out. Um, and I think one of the reasons is because, if, as I la- mentioned in the last episode, is when I was really young, I watched this movie called Arachnophobia, Oof. and it really freaked me out. Um, and then in, when you're a kid watching Arachnophobia, you don't understand that it's not actually meant to be taken like super seriously. It's actually considered a black comedy. Um, But when you're a really young kid, that's a really (laughs) scary movie to watch. It's so weird because I saw it as a child for the first time as well. Yeah. uh, Which was my mother's fault. (laughs) Because I used to watch horror movies with my mom growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I also didn't know it was a black comedy as a child. So I completely understand where you're coming from. No, the worst thing is we had it on VHS. So yeah, me and my dad like to watch like scary stuff. Like I started watching scary stuff really young. Yep. so, yeah, so <laughs> I blame that movie, but when Eight-Legged Freaks came out, and I'm pretty sure I saw it on VHS rented from Blockbuster, because we didn't go to the movies very often. Yeah. So when we when I watched that for the first time, that was kind of like my, yeah, take it, you stupid-ass spiders, you know, it's just like, <laughs> take it. And, you know, it, like, I thought I would be really scared watching it because of the spiders, but... No, I didn't. Like, I actually really enjoyed watching it. It was, like, a really fun movie that kind of, like, introduced you to, like, different types of spiders. I mean, it's very basic. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, if you understand spiders and the different, like, types of spiders you have. And if the guy had a spider farm, he probably had, like, a great variety of spiders. But they only have show specific ones in the movie. Um, But, no, I, like... 
it's really entertaining. It's goofy. You definitely can't like be like, oh, this is a scary movie. It's not. It's very silly, kind of like tongue in cheek thing. They even the spiders even make these weird cartoony like noises. That's actually really funny. Um, oh man, I can't wait to talk about that. Oh. That's that's yeah. I was I was gonna ask you, uh, and and maybe when we get into it, uh, you can help me figure this out. But I'm wondering if the filmmakers are very self-aware about what they're making. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were. They yeah. very purposefully like just try to make kind of like a, a goofy, campy... Good old schlock B-movie. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they were going for. To give you a feeling, Eight-Legged Freaks was not the original name for this movie. Oh, interesting. The original name was Iraq Attack. Oh. <laughs> which is something they say twice in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's an Iraq Attack. They also shoehorn Eight-Legged Freaks into the movie well, at one point that was so. that was merely something that david arquette said like as a random scene and they liked it more than a rack attack okay, okay. yeah so I that's how that. it became the name yeah no i always remember that get away from me you eight-legged freaks <laughs> it's like, it, it feels it, so ham-fisted it, when he it says it. It would it would be as if they had, had they had taken Planet of the Apes and just called it "Damn you all to hell, you blew it up." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, well let's see, uh, Jesse. Did you uh, have any experience with this before? So I had never seen this movie, and I actually think I remember why I didn't go to see it in the theaters. Um, I I have to admit that I'm not the biggest David Arquette fan. No. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I saw that they were trying to make him, you know, the hero. Um, but I wish the trailers, I, I feel like I saw only one trailer. But if I had known it was going to be entertaining schlock, I definitely would have gone and seen it. I feel like this is the period of time where they were just like really searching for like leading men and they yep. just couldn't find it. Like David Arquette, um, the, I'm forgetting his name, the lead guy that did um, uh, X-Files. David uh, Duchovny. David Duchovny yep. had like Evolution yep. as a movie. Um, like they would just had these weird sci-fi things that they were just like, we just need like a B to C level, like leading man, a regular that, dude. Yeah, yeah. That had just been, that could be in these movies and, you know, just be famous and enough. I had seen scream at this point, um, and had actually enjoyed him in that. So, uh, you know, it's not that I completely dislike David Arquette as a performer. It was more that I think I saw a few TV commercials and was like. That looks stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if only I had known it was the glorious kind of bad. Yeah. That is very entertaining, right? <laughs> I feel it's like it's Mars Attack oh, yeah. level of entertainment. Yep. Yeah. And I really, watching this for the first time, honestly laughed out loud for much of the movie, <laughs> uh, despite also being not the biggest fan of spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, I was worried that this film was going to have a lot of terrible CG and was pleasantly surprised. It still stands up. That so... it is not the worst CG I've ever no, seen. I'm surprised it still stands up. Like, I was watching it and I was like, you know what? Those are bad animated spiders. Like, they still look very decent. Yeah, for... there's only a couple parts where I was like, well, that looks a little 
too goofy. <laughs> but most of the time, you're like, hell yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if the spiders are really far away and, you know, yeah. you don't get a real good oh. look at them for a while, like, they yeah. look really good. Yeah, like, if you, you got too, clo- too up close, then, yeah, they start looking a little weird. But, yeah. like, from, like, a decent distance, they looked pretty good. Yep. And, yeah, honestly, for my first time watching this, I... I I'd say it is up there in, you know, great entertaining bad movie territory. Mm-hmm. I, I love a bad B movie that is, you know, constantly having a, you know, especially one like this that has good pacing. You, they, The filmmakers knew not to spend too much time on anybody's backstory because yeah. they were not well written. No. <laughs> Who who in this town do we care about? <laughs> Nobody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They the filmmakers, man. They they knew to just stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> At all costs. No one cares about that. They're here to see spiders get blown up. Okay. Yep. We're here to see spiders rip people apart, and we're here to see stuff get blown up. Yep. <laughs> So my history with this movie is basically I had seen it before. Probably I felt like I had like nothing ever registered. And I yeah. feel like it was like ultimately like, oh, yeah, I probably saw this at one point and just completely like fluttered out of my brain. It's yep. one of those like I know I have like my ticket stub that somebody would say, <laughs> hey, have you ever watched Eight Legged Freaks? And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you a damn thing in it. And after I'm done, eh, there's equally yeah exactly it's 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 a it's a background movie all right so tell you what let's get down into it let's go ahead and talk about a giant caves full of spiders let's talk about trying to find that magical golden vein inside of there let's talk about wcw world heavyweight champion david arquette (laughs) uh how about we go ahead and talk about these eight-legged freaks A lot of head bobbing going on to that in here. <laughs> it's very catchy. Yeah, it's, it's that, uh, you know, <laughs> late 90s cinematic uh, upbeat track. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it'll be a very late 90s considering it's 2002. Oh, man. I thought this was earlier. Than no. no. <laughs> 2002. <laughs> no. <Oops>. Sorry, filmmakers. <laughs> we, we were in a new era then. Uh, well, eight-legged. Oh, go ahead. You know, it's because of all that grunge <laughs> in the opening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really did think that was 90s grunge, I gotta say. <laughs> well, let's see. Eight-Legged Freaks is the 2002 horror comedy film directed by Elroy Elkyim and starring David Arquette, Carrie Werther, Scott Tara, and a very young Scarlett Johansson. Uh, the An international co-production between Germany, the United States, and Australia. Huh. The plot concerns a collection of spiders that are exposed to toxic waste causing them to grow to gigantic proportions and begin killing and harvesting. The film was dedicated to the memory of several people. One was Louis Arquette, father of the star of David Arquette. Uh, and, wow, they just decided to put in a whole bunch of sad stuff right here at the, um, <laughs> the oh, no. father of that, who died from heart failure, and uh, Don Devon and Pyre Surat, parents of pro- the producer who died of lung cancer, respectively. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting movie to dedicate. Um, <laughs> we're dedicating this movie about I mean, uh, spiders. I, they probably were working on it for two to three years, so I guess yeah. it's like, well, they died recently, so why wait, I guess. And, uh, I mean, I will say at least they picked a classic uh, science fiction topic, you know, one that dates back to the 50s, right? I mean, at least they, it was a somewhat classic subject yeah. in terms of science fiction. Mutant, mutant giant something or other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get down to the basics in a quiet mining town of Prosperity, Arizona. An accident involving a rabbit causes a to- barrel of toxic waste to land in a reservoir. An exotic spider farmer named Joshua has been making regular visits to the site where he collects crickets uh, for his spiders. Although the spiders have ingested the toxins, he's oblivious since the arachnids seem unaffected. Joshua allows Mike, a local boy, uh, showing him his collection, including an enormous female orb weaver from Brazil named Consuela. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Consuela, yeah. Consuela. <laughs> uh, after Mike leaves, Josh is bitten by an escaped tarantula and accidentally knocks down the spider cages. He is killed by the spiders, and after devouring him, the spiders grow this... to even huger proportions. Well, just FYI, the, the tarantula that escapes, his name is Tank, and he is the tarantula that is featured later on in, in the movie. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I have to say the opening of this movie... Uh, is very interesting in that it uh, they don't waste any time. At least, you know, we don't have to get a ton of backstory about where the chemicals came from. They don't force us to listen to a ton of expedi- exposition of even, like, what's in the barrels. Mm-hmm. It's just some dude driving a pickup truck recklessly, you know, at high speeds who swerves out of the way for a bunny rabbit. That's that, it. That bunny rabbit survives, by the way. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Some people do not, but that bunny did. And you know what? I appreciate any movie that does not ram too much exposition down my throat when it knows it's a B movie. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like we didn't know that there was some evil like like company that created the goo and what's the goo about. Eventually, like... I think the mayor does mention that he was paid to like dispose of all that stuff in his town. But th- but they don't make us listen to all this detail, yeah, right? Yeah, they don't. You know, <laughs> you're like, here for spiders, yeah, man. <laughs> we we don't care what's in those barrels or that some random dude has them completely unsecured in the back of a pickup truck and doesn't even notice when one of them goes flying off. Yeah, in- into some <laughs> lake, right? Like it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, we just know. We just need to know enough that's toxic, so we know why these spiders are getting big yeah? yeah yeah i mean you can just stick that biohazard symbol on pretty much anything and the audience will believe you yeah They're like oh, oh biohazard i know that <laughs> oh my god that's how we got the teenage mutant ninja turtles man oh man that little baby's wearing a biohazard thing haha <laughs> it's because of their diapers <laughs> <laughs> on the way home mike is accosted by his mother sheriff sam stoud and deputy pete uh and Deputy Pete pulling the toxic barrel out of the pond. Wade, the mayor of Prosperity, is holding a town meeting in the mall about whether they should sell the mines and relocate. Chris McCormick, whose father owned the mines before he died 10 years ago, his father, not him, um, shows up and stands against Wade's proposition. Chris also sparks a romance with Sam. Meanwhile, Harlan Griffiths, an eccentric 
extraterrestrial enthusiast, is broadcasting <laughs> his theory that various missing pets around town have been abducted by extraterrestrials. And this is right before the death of pirate radio, pretty much. I mean, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, it just turned into podcasts. That, well, that's what I mean. Like, 2002, if that's when this is, you know, came out, it, pirate radio used to be where, you know, it, it sounded cooler because you were literally transmitting illegally on the, uh, you know, regulated area, uh, airwaves, mm-hmm. as it were, right? Which uh, the FCC regulates. You know, it, it pirate radio had that very... Uh, sort of illegal, borderline, uh, misunderstood allure to it mm-hmm. for most audiences. Because you're like, oh man, he's broadcasting on the open air with you. <laughs> oh yeah, you heard stories of like, yeah, I know a guy who's got a van and he'll drive around town just broadcasting yeah. in his van. <laughs> Isn't that cool? He's got a dipole Br- antenna on bringing, the back of that van. Bringing the music to the people, man. Oh my God. So people went like, man, that sounds like a lot of work for nothing. Exactly. Yeah, everyone, you know, it sounded like something the average person could not pull off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now everyone has a YouTube account and like... A podcast yeah. feed, yeah. <laughs> so we began. Uh, let's see. Uh, so basically we said missing p- pets around town, being abducted by extraterrestrials. Inevitably, his theory is dismissed as the product of deranged imagination. Uh, Mike sneaks out on foot and finds Joshua and the spiders missing farm covered in webbing and the dead body of joshua yep although he sees an enormous spider shadow in the mines and tells chris that the spiders have grown to enormous sizes based on a giant spider leg he found at the mine entrance chris doesn't believe him and and chris is sort of our protagonist (laughs) it's weird he's present for this movie he does not take the reins as actor in this movie like honestly the kid has more screen presence than david arquette i feel like that's david arquette's mo i mean they have him enter the film to like i i wrote in my notes here melancholic late 90s grunge uh i i don't know how that really sets the tone for him because it's like are we supposed to think that he's a bad boy? Are we supposed to feel sympathetic for him? I I don't feel much of anything. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess he's supposed to be like the wayward son returning home yeah. is what I kind of got. I kind of feel like David Arquette is like, hey, we couldn't pay for Brendan Fraser. So <laughs> um, he's doing the mummy movies. So could who else do we got that kind of looks like him? Wow. <laughs> That's oh. But we glossed over the like the really awesome scene where um the sheriff's is he a deputy? Oh the yeah, I think he's the deputy. Okay. Where he's at home and I guess he's been renovating his house and there's a scene oh, where God. there's this hole for some reason in the drywall, so the cat goes inside the drywall and they're like, Where's the cat? We gotta feed the cat. Oh, we just gotta feed the cat regular cat food for some stupid reason. Yeah, they spend all this time <laughs> talking about the cat talking food. about the food because they're like, "Oh, we're monsters because we're not giving our cat real tuna." So and... we're going to lie to the cat to get her to, you know, get the cat out of the walls. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're in there trying to like be like, "Here kitty kitty, we got you the food." And the cat's like, "Meow." 
meow, and then all of a sudden, Row! and then <laughs> suddenly, because we see earlier a spider had gone in there, like a big ass spider, and so you hear them fighting, and then suddenly, bam, right through the drywall, you see an impression of the cat's face, and it's screaming. And then, bam, another impression is of the spider's, like, lower abdomen and its legs. And back and forth, the cat and the spider are hitting the drywall in a way that's not actually physically possible, but it's very cartoony way. It's Oh, it's, yeah. Very you're, Looney Tunes. You're spot on, too, because you can tell the artist who's like, all right, I gotta draw the facial impressions of a cat in plaster. Let's go as cartoon yes. as reasonably possible it's in so a live cartoony. action film. It's so cartoony. <laughs> and they're just like fighting all the way up until they hit the ceiling. And for some reason, the ceiling is like elastic and bouncy. So you see the ceiling, ceiling bouncing up and down until finally they're kind of like over this place where the light's at. And I don't know if the cat gets electrocuted or what. But suddenly you just hear the cat and you're like, oh, no, it's dead because the spider got to it. And the, the 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 couple in the scene, you know, they're fighting. They're like, what's going on? Yeah. Get it out of there. Get it out of there. And then as soon as they hear the electrocution noise and the cat, you know, thud, uh-huh. uh, they just kind of stop trying to figure out what's going on. They're like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh. Well, I guess it's over. Yeah. It, it feels like for the movie, while the movie, they were like, and scene. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. like we did exactly what we wanted. It is uh, very entertaining, though. I mean, that that is a... You're like, what the fuck is happening? Props to whoever the artist was who had to draw the, like, CG plaster of the cat's face. Because it's, <laughs> it's very, very good. It's so good. <laughs> It's so amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, Uh. As mentioned, uh, Chris doesn't believe him that there are spiders in the mine. Meanwhile, the mines have been reopened to try and find that famous golden uh, load of gold. Um, One miner is eaten by a gigantic spider whose clan have made the mines their home. Seeing as the entire town is connected in some way to the mines, the spiders show up in many different places. Deputy Pete Williams' cats fight with one of the spiders, as we mentioned, uh, before uh, uh, fight with one of the spiders in the air vents, before being eaten, and some of the ostriches on Wade's farms are devoured by trapdoor spiders. Uh, Ashley's Ashley, comma, Sam's daughter, breaks up with her boyfriend, Brett, and he and his motorcyclist friends are chased by jumping spiders, with him being the only survivor, oh, accidentally man. cutting off the telephone so, line and being oh, struck, stuck in the mine. There are two important things we should call out in this sequence of events. One is that it was the early 2000s, and so you could not have a movie without extreme sports dude bros. <laughs> I, I think it was impossible to have a film that did not include extreme sports dude bros. And since it wasn't like snowing, we couldn't have snowboarding. Exactly. So, so instead, we've got these dirt bikes. And and we actually, we see them earlier, right? Because mm-hmm. the mom is the police chief and she pulls over Scarlett Johansson, you know, 15-year-old ScarJo with her boyfriend riding mm-hmm. on the back of those dirt bikes. And she's like, Mom, you're so uncool, you know. <laughs> Typical, like, 15-year-old, like, how could you embarrass me in front of my friends? Yeah. But, I mean, 
the scene where they have the dirt bikes and the spiders is so good. Well, it's so weird because it starts like it starts with a scene with Brett and Scarlett Johansson, which I'm just going to call it because granted, imagine that that guy is just like, do you know, I had a scene with Scarlett Johansson and I pissed my pants. Oh, the not rape scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That uh... scene is bad and uncomfortable yes. and a in many so, like it's at first. I was really angry about that scene. And then I was like, well, I mean, she does tase him. In the nards, and, yeah. And he does pee his pants. I mean, this is a time where a lot of, like, movies would have just had them sleep together just because. At least the movie has her tase him in the nards. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty yeah. progressive in terms of early 2000s uh movies Mm -hmm. (laughs) high school movies at the time especially high school characters um so i was like all right all right you know at least at least they're doing that much with the scene but uh i get really mad when he comes back and she just pretends like nothing yeah that 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 i wasn't really cool with but i guess he's supposed to be the redeemed character but he didn't really redeem himself he technically. He doesn't do anything but run from spiders for the next uh like 40 minutes of runtime. Yeah. Yeah, he I... just shows up again and we're like, "Oh god, you're still here? I forgot Brett." I mean, there's this pretty awesome scene where he's the last one running from these friggin' spiders on his bike. And yeah. he makes yeah. this jump. And as he makes the jump, he kicks out his legs right as a spider is coming to jump oh, at god. him. And he kicks <laughs> away that was so cool <laughs> was so cool okay i gotta admit maybe this movie is good it was so it's cool. it's hard not to like it because yeah. it's so stupid yeah in the, in the best possible way right because you've got so first of all all these actors and stunt doubles are pretending they're there are spiders right because mm-hmm. all this stuff's added in post so the fact that they do such a good job of like acting you know, scared out of their minds, but also making this, I mean, going all in is really important. There's something that people fail when they make these types of movies because it's important that your actors play the scene as believably and as straight as possible. If they're too in on the schlock, it ruins the movie. Mm -hmm. It really does. So, like, the fact that every actor in this movie is playing everything as straight as they possibly can, it makes it work way better because otherwise, you know, you wouldn't have that great moment where he kicks the spider. Yeah. But he looks pretty genuinely terrified, yeah, right? Like he's pretty <laughs> fucking scared. I, yeah. will, I will say, nobody thinks about it, but Brett did kill a guy. Oh, really? Think about it. There's that giant tanker. There's a driver of that tanker. Oh, man. <laughs> I did I brought it. I brought that up to Sabrina. Just like he killed a guy, and she's like, "No, he's he's fine. He's in there. He's he's fine." It's like that tanker is on fire. The tanker was, but not the actual truck. There was no truck was never on fire. Well, they're smart about not showing it on screen. There's nobody moving in that truck. There's nobody opening the door to that truck unless this was a Tesla truck and it was just driving (laughs) itself. Okay, but since we're talking about the jumping spiders. 
I do want to point out, like, the people who did, like, the animations, I think they really did their research on how spiders move, especially jumping spiders have a very particular way they move. Yeah. And they were really good at showing the spiders kind of, like, doing this weird swivel thing, like, because they do. They actually, they're, like, not only do they jump, but they have this particular way of moving where they kind of do this weird swivel of the swiveling their bodies while not actually moving their legs. So they were really good about making them do those really tight turns and... The jumping, like, there was times they kind of overdid the jumping, but they made it kind of cute, like, when the yeah. spider jumps away from the burning tanker and lands on the cab of the truck, yep. and it just goes, doing, doing, doing. <laughs> that was really cute. Because, you know, when you really look at a jumping spider, they are, of all the spiders, they're cute. They're yeah, the cutest yeah. spider. Yeah. So the fact that they got those tiny ma- mannerisms that make the jumping spider cute, like, yep. I was like, you guys did your research. I love that. Like, you didn't have to do that. This is a B movie. Well, but to, they did. to give you an idea, pre production for this movie was seven months. So wow. they spent a considerable amount of time actually planning and getting everything right, as wow. they say here. This was mainly to give the visual effects crews time to render the spiders as quickly and accurately as possible. Wow. So okay. they had extra time to make sure that they actually had them looking right. Uh, they did such a good job. <laughs> yeah. Definitely applause to those VFX artists. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that's part of what makes this movie as entertaining as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly the not just the different types of spiders, but they talk about you. You always have in science fiction that one scene where before a spider expert is killed, you know, he talks about how their appetites have increased. <laughs> yeah. That's a throwaway line, <laughs> but it's there to convince the audience of like, hey, hey, these spiders. They're gonna get huge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know, they've got the the what little science fiction they need to be considered science fiction, as yeah. opposed to just like you know fantasy or whatever. Um, but you know, they don't waste a lot of time on it. They're like, yeah, the spiders are hungry. <laughs> yeah, they're really hungry. <laughs> they're gonna get big. Are you ready? <laughs> they're gonna need bigger prey. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see. So Chris finds out that his Aunt Glanis and her dog are abducted by a male orb weaver in the, bur- the basement. Sam is convinced that Chris and Mike are delusional. However, her skepticism fades and she realizes that Chris and Mike were right all along when she wit- witnesses a giant male orb weaver attempting to abduct Ashley and Chris. Uh, yeah, not just abduct. Uh, can we talk about how... It looks um, like that spider's gonna rape that lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, why did that look like she just got squirted in the face with, like, semen-like substance? Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> a moment where... So she's just come back from tasing her boyfriend in the Nards. The spider comes in her window. Hey, baby. Yeah, like, hey. <laughs> hey, Clarissa. Explain it all. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, he comes in the window, oh my crosses God. over, and, like, presses her up against the wall. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay, movie. And then what his abdomen is kind of, like, going like this. <laughs> and then we just see a whole bunch of white stuff spraying Penner to a wall. Yeah. So. You know, we got uh, David Arquette's character comes in. He, you know, he's trying to help her. And he's also getting, like, pinned against the wall. Mm-hmm. And finally, the... Uh, you know, in one of the few realistic movie moments, the police chief goes to her gun cabinet to unlock her gun. She can't find her keys. This, this is like, it, 
so in places where most movies would be like, whatever, she's a cop, she's got a gun like laying around somewhere, but she has a family, so she's actually got them like responsibly yes. locked up in a gun cabinet. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the movie chose this one time to be like, oh no, she'd be more responsible than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she, you know, she has to like elbow in the glass and you know get the gun out and go up and just blast the hell out of the spider, mm-hmm. which you know it's pretty refreshing you've got this badass female chief of police who's like fuck these spiders i'm gonna shoot them all in the face yes (laughs) and you just see green goo and actually the you know the other officer the the deputy is actually kind of bumbling you know he's constantly fumbling for his keys she's like i need you to go get every weapon we have from the station and he's like uh okay Okay, don't ask questions. Okay, okay, guns, guns. Oh, we have this gun for some reason. Yeah, the Oswald gun. Yeah. It's like, we have a gun that killed Kennedy for some reason. He even says, don't know why we have that. Yeah, and that That's comes like... up again later when, when the radio guy takes the gun. He's like, why do they have this gun? Oswald's gun. Like, And you know some... You know, when they were trying to get the prop guns for the movie, they probably only had a couple that, like, realistically would be in a police station. And then they're like, well, police station would probably have more guns than that. You think anybody will notice if we put this other prop gun in? From some other movie Uh, that we decided to reuse? And then the filmmakers are like, you know what? I'll do you one better. We'll call out the fact that that gun (laughs) totally doesn't belong here. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Sam contacts Pete and tells him to bring all the guns in the police station's possession and they escape to Harlan's trailer, knowing he has a radio station that can uh, operates from that trailer. As Sam broadcasts the threat over the radio, a gargantuan tarantula, the tank of the horde, assaults the trailer, but they manage to escape. As the town is besieged by vicious spider hordes, many people are eaten. Chris tries to convince Harlan that the spiders are from Earth, but ends up convincing him that they are the spiders from Mars <laughs> to make him happy. Sam tells everybody to evacuate to the mall. Chris, Sam, Mike, Ashley, Harlan, Wade, and many other tra- townspeople all escape and barricade themselves into the mall, but Wade f- uh, flees into the mines and locks the gate before the attack and defend themselves from the spiders. Okay, yes, some great scenes. Some great scenes that happen here. Go for it. Okay, well, the one, this is where you really start hearing the spiders. Like, it becomes really noticeable that they're making noises. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the sound designer, (laughs) he had just been peppering the film just a little bit up to this point with the occasional, like, yeah. So that you're like, wait a minute, did I just hear what I think I heard? (laughs) And there's this great scene where they're approaching the mall and they're going through the gates and this one spider jumps up to the post of the gate. He jumps, turns around and starts beckoning the other spiders through. And while he's doing it, he's laughing. He's going (laughs) and he's beckoning the other spiders through the gate. Yeah, this is like (laughs) either they got to this point in post-production and they're like, man, the scene just maybe it didn't look as cool as they had hoped or whatever, but yeah. the sound designer goes all in like, <laughs> oh no, 
that spider's going to have a maniacal laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think that they like they were conscious about everything in this movie. It's oh, like yeah. we are making a silly spider movie. It is n- it is going to be cheese and we are going to just relish in the cheddar. Yeah, I mean some of these spiders when they were dying just decided, "You know what? If I'm going to die, I'm going to die with the best death noises and uh, ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this it's is so, so funny." Oh, it's great. And I mean the mayor is this very, you know, they're making him the unlikable mayor that's trying to sell out the town. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, you get this great moment where they're all rushing to the mall, Dawn of the Dead style. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, the mall's, you know, somewhat fortified. It has gates. It's made of, you know, cement, the mm-hmm. whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, just like in Dawn of the Dead, they're like, oh, it's somewhat defensible. Let's go to the mall. So <laughs> the mayor is at the mall. They comment on the fact that, oh, yeah, the mall's always, it's always this dead in here, right? You know, not mm-hmm. many people shop at the mall. And he leaves and he sees all oh, the townspeople running in and, like, slamming on their brakes, you know, squealing into the parking lot. And he's like, build it and they he's will so come. He's so proud of himself. He's so, so serious about, like, he hey, doesn't even hey, notice. I've brought the mall to these people and they finally noticed me (laughs) (laughs) but the the Uh, worst part is the the police chief has to go out of her way to have a dialogue line that's literally like no you idiot there's spiders coming to murder all yeah she really wanted dude look behind you and finally he turns around and he's like what the heck oh man oh my god and this was like after his fucking ostriches got eaten by the fucking trapdoor spiders right outside of his house yeah which he never notices what actually is going on he just accepts the fact that his ostriches are disappearing and for no reason one of them there's a great practical effect where they've built an ostrich neck and head that they like leave in the in front of the trapdoor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's a very... There's lots of nods to other classic horror movies in this, and I, that was one of them I really appreciated. It's a lot like The Thing, where they've got random bits lying around of the dogs. And, yeah. You know, some some great craftsmanship went into this very schlocky film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it was funny watching. They had the ostrich heads, and... You, at first, they're the real ones, and then you can see when they shift to the fake ones, yeah. and they go, Wah! <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden, oh, ostrich dummy, oh, ostrich dummy. <laughs> they look pretty good, though. I mean, yeah. they actually put a lot of effort into them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the mall is great. It's it's that classic, you know, gonna get to the mall, fortify ourselves in here, while all the spiders descend upon the mall. Yeah. And you finally start to see all the different types of spiders, you know, all in one location. Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, Harlan and Chris climb to the roof and ascend to the radio mast to try and get a signal to make the army, uh, to call the army and tell them they are being attacked by spiders, but they are believed as pranksters. Uh, Harlan jumps <laughs> Sir, from the roof. this is an emergency line. Yeah. Uh, Harlan jumps from the roof and after the tarantula breaks open the gates and lets the spider enter the mall and lands on some bushes where he meets up with Pete. The two run from the spiders as Chris meets up with the remaining townsfolk and goes into the basement. Meanwhile, Brett, still wandering the mines, encounters the cowardly Wade before his abduction. Uh, While the townsfolk are in the basement, Brett arrives on a forklift uh, and brings down the locked gate. 
and they all head through the mine straight to the front entrance, discovering the methane-fueled tunnels. Uh, after losing Norman and freeing Wade, Chris goes to look for his Aunt Gladys in the mines and finds her and the gold his father had been searching for, but is confronted by the gargantic Consuela. <laughs> he uses perfume to distract the spider and escapes using Brett's motorcycle. Chris then blows up the spiders in the mines, utilizing Gladys's smoking addiction and the high concentrations of methane gas. Oh, man. The police finally arrive. They have not believed the reports of the spiders, but believed Harlan's theory that the assailants were extraterrestrials in nature until Pete tells them that the, ass the assailants were just spiders that had ingested extremely high levels of toxic waste. Just really big spiders. <laughs> he tries to show this uh, true by showing his head, thinking that his hair grew back, but unfortunately it did not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see that? New growth. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, this movie, you know, it's very predictable, right? They mention the methane gas pretty early on in the film as the reason why his dad got sick, you know, why the mine was abandoned. They mm -hmm. were, you know, the mine ran dry and besides it's full of methane anyway, you know, so it's pretty early foreshadowing on the part of the filmmakers like, hey, remember that there's explosive gas down in those mines mm -hmm. but uh you know the the kid uh kid i say kid 30 something david arquette <laughs> 30 something david arquette is you know he's trying to resurrect the town and you know we learn throughout the course of the film that the mine is pretty much everywhere underneath the town including a scene that we skipped over that i wanted to make sure we talked about okay gladys's basement Oh, yeah. Gladys is a walking caricature. She is the old woman who's still chain smoking, one foot in the grave, sarcastic, right? Like, you know, wisecracking, just amazing caricature of, you know, in this film. Mm -hmm. And her basement has a giant hole opened up by one of the spiders who comes for her dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Despite... All of a sudden, realizing there's a giant hole in your basement, she's like, I'm going to go in there after my dog. Because, you know, that seems like a smart decision. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, of course, she gets, you know, taken away. Yeah. But it th that scene's there just to show us, like, oh, yeah, the town is really in interconnected, right? Yeah. Like, this mine is basically everywhere. But at the same time, not interconnected to the point where... At the end, when they do set off the mine, thankfully the whole town does not explode. Yeah. Only the mall does. <laughs> there, so there's a little bit of disbelief suspension there, right? Because they're like, oh, yeah, this this tunnels go everywhere. This Literally, the mine is everywhere. Mm -hmm. But and we, and we get that classic scene of, you know, if you want to talk about it, David Arquette on dirt on a dirt bike. Oh, God. No, just dr driving like fast enough to avoid an explosion. Yep. And cool. you actually see the fire engulf them, but yes. then somehow they don't catch on fire because obviously they're wearing fire retardant clothing. Oh, man. To film this. But still, it looks really weird seeing them engulfed in fire and then like they pull out of it and it's like they're not on fire. And then he has his old ass aunt sitting behind him. And when he comes out, he crashes, he crashes and somehow the bike. she's okay. It's like, what the heck? Not only okay, but they pretty much jump 
right up. Yeah. <laughs> As if nothing has happened. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's great. They You get this whole sequence of them slowly descending into the cave, which is the fault of the mayor, because the mayor basically tries to save himself and yeah. fails, right? Yeah. You know, he's he's the character you hope gets killed. It, it's that type of, uh, you know, evil mayor. But, he, yeah. you know, he makes it through the whole film. He just loses everything he had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of, you know, righteous comeuppance. Like, <laughs> yeah. And also, the other thing I wanted to point out is, like, there is an original movie score playing throughout most of the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, But if you pay attention... Oh, they're, they're during parts of the where the orchestra's playing. Mm-hmm. You will hear do 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 do. Oh yes, do 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 do. But very slow and very creepily. So if you don't know that these people know that they're making some weird spider B movie, no, they know because even the music people were getting in on the joke and through bits and pieces of the movie, you'll just hear the itsy bitsy spider, like just the orchestral part. That if we're going to bring it up at this point, we might as well bring it up now. The end credits is also the Itsy God. Bitsy Spider. <laughs> like, oh, and Sabrina loved it. <laughs> and I was dead. I didn't know whether to be devastated or to laugh. It was so bad. No, the best part is in between verses, he would go, <clears throat> and then start singing the next verse of the song. And it's <laughs> it's awful. It's, it's it's a crime. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't, th- if you don't think that these people didn't know what they were doing, they absolutely they were trying, knew. They absolutely knew what the hell. You know, there's a, there's a concept of you're supposed to leave them like happy and wanting more um, at the very end, and by ending with just a really bad like. N- 2000s version of Itsy Bitsy Spider. I was just like, what are you doing? Well, because that's around the time where every action movie or like sci-fi spectacle movie blockbuster would have a song that would leave you walking out of the theater like fist pumping. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Itsy Bitsy Spider! (laughs) Yeah, like it. you always had some famous artist at the time. This is like I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. Like, let's pro- just say it's proto- three ele- sarcastic Nickelback. <laughs> Let, let's just call it three eleven, and we'll cut the. We'll yeah. just say it's that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like the dime store three eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, uh... that that scene. I, honestly, if you go to watch the movie, just just turn it off before the jingle starts. <laughs> yeah. So the the very end of the plot is the story ends. Harlan is heard making a radio report about the spiders. He concludes the town has uh, has decided to cover up the whole incident, but have let Harlan continue blo- broadcasting the incident, knowing nobody will believe him. He also mentions Chris reopened the gold mines, putting everyone back to work, but tells us that is a story. That is another story altogether. As the camera zooms in close to his mouth, it is clear that he now has three gold <laughs> teeth. As if there's a story to tell! Yeah. It's obvious. Yes. So, one of the things I wanted to mention about the ending of this movie, uh, obviously he calls 911, right? And the call goes to dispatch, and she's like, oh, 911, what is your emergency? Sir, this is a line for, you know, this is not a joke line, Mm -hmm. right? But the reason emergency services shows up is that so many of these 
rural emergency services workers are listening to the radio show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they're like, it could be fake, but on the off chance <laughs> that we could go see something really awesome, let's drive out there anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the weird thing is, is that everybody listens to this radio station. Yeah. Like, gla- <laughs> like Gladys is listening to it and, and you know. Everyone in that and- town was listening to it. Oh, in the background it. of pretty much every scene, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We hear this radio show going on, on, on and off throughout the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like- David Arquette's character even says, like, why do you listen to that stuff? And he's like, I don't know. He's entertaining. It's it's like Reddit. It's like a <laughs> trash fire. You just sometimes you just want to watch a trash fire burn. And yeah. then that's basically what it is. Our beggars choosers. Yeah. <laughs> People can't stay away from it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sabrina, what's your feeling? I still think it's really entertaining. I think everyone should see Eight-Legged Freaks. If you've never seen Eight-Legged Freaks, you better go see Eight-Legged Freaks. I don't know. If you like creature features and B-horror movies, I recommend this movie. I think it should be <laughs> on your list. <laughs> yeah. What did you turn into right there? I don't know. Maybe especially if you watch a 1950s monster movie first. Yeah. I, I think... You know, this is like the schlocky ode to 1950s, 1960s sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I mean, they even show that one movie in the background. Yes, with the giant ants. Yep. Yeah. And she's like, ah, and the mom's like, see, the TV's rotting your brain. <laughs> <laughs> like all good 90s and early 2000s moms who would say, hey, that TV's rotting your brain. Yeah. yeah. This is this is your epitome of just the like. Hey, it is a movie that knows what it's doing. It's just going to be a really silly monster flick. Like it's, it knows what it is. It is. It manages to hit some funny points. It is completely like it doesn't miss the mark in knowing exactly what it wants to be. Is it something that I would tell somebody? Oh, you have to see this. No. Is it something <laughs> that I would tell somebody? Going through Netflix and somebody says, "Oh, weird." Uh, hey, have you? Do you know about Eight Legged Freaks? And be like, yeah, you can watch that. It's neat to have on the background and just hang. Yeah, maybe unless uh, if you really enjoy B movies, you should definitely see it. Um, I, I guess if you're a David Arquette fan, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, dude, do those exist. I don't know. Are there David Arquette fan groups yeah, out there? Is there a David Arquette fan page somewhere? Yeah, let's see. I, I'm sure there is. You can enjoy them from all the movies like uh, Never Been Kissed or a very Merry Muppet Christmas movie. Oh, man. Wait, he was in that? Yeah, he was in that. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see the most recent thing. Uh, 2018, High Voltage. Uh, let's see. Uh, something in 2017 called Amanda and Jack Go Glamping. Oh, man. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, okay. I, I have to know, how old is he now? Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Uh, let's see. Years active. Age 47. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was fairly young when he was playing almost a dad in this movie. 
I mean, that that sheriff looked pretty young to have a 15-year-old already. She, she did mention, though, that she got knocked up when she was 16. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's part of that whole, uh, you know, make sure you take the taser sequence. Yeah, yeah, Because, like, yeah, I, I thought the same. I was like, wait a minute, how old are these people? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is, like, the one of the few believable teenage-aged teenagers. Yeah, cause I think she actually was a teenager when this was filmed. And that's what I mean, yeah. They finally yeah. didn't cast a 20-something to play a 16-year-old just to get around the like union acting limits. Well, I feel like back <laughs> back then they did tend to be good about using kids who were that age. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's a newer thing where now, yeah, like you watch Glee and everyone who's playing these teenagers are actually in their 20s or almost 30s but they're playing high school students yeah some of it has to do just with union laws because they're uh not allowed to work as many hours and there are a lot of restrictions around when you can make them work and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing um which are you know it's good that those exist but man i hate it when they cast a ton of 20 somethings to play teenagers yeah because the the glee syndrome oh i hate it i hate it it drives me nuts because i mean you know we grew up in the 80s and there were tons of great movies back then where kids had more believable dialogue and they were actually kids. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. classics like, you know, Stand By Me and the things like that were like, hey, these are kids. Kids can act. Yeah. Why don't oh, you yeah. put some kids in here? They can if they're directed well. Though I understand that we did hook at one point and they said that working with those kids was hell. So <laughs> it's just they couldn't get them to do a damn thing. Gotta, gotta have the right director and the right group of kids. That was Spielberg. He was trying his best uh, uh let's see uh, also we want to mention that david arquette the most recent thing i see listed here is that he was in a wrestling match on january 5th 2019 oh no <laughs> seriously yeah even though he's 47 he's still doing the wrestling he thing? likes wrestling holy crap it was a match where it was him he he put his hair on the line and he won he put his hair on the line yeah th- there's matches where they will buzz cut people's hair Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. There's 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 weird stipulations you can put in wrestling, and it's like, hey, this is one where either you get shaved or I get shaved okay. after it's all done, and he won, so the other guy got his head buzzed. Oh, I, David Arquette would not look good bald. Probably not. <laughs> Just look some, some guys can pull it off. Some guys can't. Not yeah. everyone can be Vin Diesel, man. True. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that has been Eight Legged Freaks. Thank you, Sabrina, for bringing that to us this week. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, it's my choice. I thought, considering the fact that we have, uh, you know, we all enjoy video games, and one person in this room also has created video games, yeah. that why don't we do a movie about video games that's oh. not like that's not actually about the video let's game. let's you know it's, it's it's a very interesting thing to say i mean it's not like i i've never played really a final fantasy game Wait, or what? Uh, i've never played a final fantasy game what? Or, i've never played a final fantasy game yeah either. <laughs> uh, am i the only one <laughs> I I will go into further detail, but we're going to do the Final Fantasy movie that was to end all, to start, uh, you know, square down the line of making pictures. The the lead character was going to be in everything from then on. There were such high expectations for Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. 
which we will get to next week. But till then, let's go ahead and do this. You can find us over at satfriendsclub.com, at satfriendsclub on Twitter. Let's go ahead and talk about some of our Patreon friends here, which is going to be Chuck, Dan, Francis, Item Crafting, Phoenician, Radea, and our newest acquisition of Nicole. Thank you all. That is over at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. If you wish to be nice enough to join their ranks, you get the episodes early. You get uh, all sorts of benefits, a Discord server, all sorts of fun stuff. If you want to chat up with all of us fun boys and girls over here as part of the club. Next week, as said, we will be going and having a Final Fantasy. Uh, It'll be good times. I'm sure that we all agree it is uh, definitely a movie you can watch. Uh... That is it. We will see you next week. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Bye-bye.